Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Breakdown. As always, we're sitting down with Pastor Nick. I'm your host, Jaron Humiston. We're live from the studio. You're the host, Pastor Jaron. I'm not the only pastor at the table today. Or ever. I'm the host. <laughs> I see how it is. You're always going to throw my title out there, but nobody uh, wants to throw their own. Okay, I see how it is. We're going to talk about that later in the show. We're going to talk about that later in the show. So, hey, welcome, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to your favorite podcasting platform. We're glad that you've chosen to join us for episode 13. This is a special episode. It is. This is a big episode for a lot of reasons. I'm excited because I don't know why it is. We so are here's where we're going. Suspense. Where are we going? Because Nick likes to live in suspense. Right before we hit record, it was, hey, where are we going? Tell me. No, don't tell me. Don't I'll tell just, me. Nick likes to live by the seat of his pants. Shooting from the hip, baby. Yeah, literally in every way. So here we go. Uh, on this episode, we are going to break down and talk about uh, the rest of Holy Week and all the services that we did. Uh, only a couple. Yeah, only a couple. Easter Sunday. Only a couple. We're going to wrap up season one of the breakdown, <gasps> and we have one. a big announcement, but we'll do that later on you in the episode. You having another baby. You having another baby. Guys, my wife's <laughs> pregnant. I'm just kidding. She will shoot me. She's probably going to no, shoot that's you not true. for saying that. That's called uh, false advertising is yeah, what that is. Insanity. So, but, right, so uh, we got a big I'm excited for the announcement. Yeah, Nick has no idea what the announcement is. Nick <laughs> no actually idea. knows what the announcement is. We try to keep Nick in the uh, uh, in the dark as much as Th- possible. They really do. They really do. Like staff meetings are just like, all right, what do we need to tell that's Nick? Not, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> Nick's what like, hey, what need? do you guys need to tell me? It's like, nothing. We're doing we, great. <laughs> what do we need not to that's tell exactly. Nick? So anyway, glad to be here. It's going to be episode a fun episode. 13. Episode 13. Closing season We're one. We're going to close season one. I don't know what that means exactly. This yeah, is where I'm shooting that. from the hip. I got a here. couple ideas, but. Uh-oh, we got some ideas. That usually. Do we go on break or do we just like just keep We go on sabbatical. And this is a way for us to like catalog it better. It's probably more of a way to catalog it better. Okay. We may take next week off. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Well, I mean, we are jumping into a new series on That's kind of why I thought. So we could take. Just jump right into it. Yeah, because we're. To start season two. With the big series that we're doing or the small series that we're doing? No, the big one. The big one. I figured we could take a hiatus, hiatus. kind of rethink, and then really dive into. these words over here, hiatus. Guys, listen, I, 13 episodes in, I'm sick of sounding like an idiot on the podcast. <laughs> All the time, at least. So you bought a thesaurus. <laughs> so yeah. I bought a thesaurus. <laughs> I use big words, so I sound photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal in life. Hey, that's what we call Sunday morning. Oh, man, so... Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna break down Let's Holy go. Week and Easter services. Go? We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, what the end of season one means and give you kind of okay. a preview of season two. Create a little FOMO, a little fear of missing out. Yeah. Kind of drum up some excitement because I don't know necessarily that what we're gonna talk about the church is even fully aware of. Ooh. So this would be kind of a hey, if you want to know where we're going. As a church, that's exactly right. uh, Announcement on the breakdown. That's a way for all of you that listen. Yeah, the can we call them the chosen ones? (laughs) Is that too far? You are the elect. Have I I crossed the line? You are the elect. Oh man! So the most like the most important thing. Let's start out with the most important. Yeah. Okay. What's the most important? Which was Holy Week and Easter. Um, and one of the things we even talked about uh, throughout uh, our morning devos that were available online yeah. through the services leading up to and including um, Easter Sunday morning was this idea of of not just celebrating Jesus's resurrection or this singular momentary yeah. um, experience slash moment that we tend to highlight and focus. Yep. But for it to be, uh, I think the word, if I'm correct, that was used was a catalyst or a launching pad mm-hmm. for uh, your entire faith journey and growth. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I liked how you put it on something. I think it was even just the graphic. It's it's more than just a day. It's more than just a day. So I found another church that used kind of that same language. Same verbiage. Um, but I loved how it was one of those, like, I want to go back and read all the graphics because it said a lot can happen in seven days. A lot can happen. And I was days. like, oh, that's good. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. more creative. But that's not over there. But. Um, but yeah, it is more than just a day. And yeah. a lot of times we only put it to Easter Sunday and that's it. And we talked about that a little bit last yeah. week, just not not focused on um, even some of what my team was talking about on Sunday morning up here yep. was how many people are going to show up on Easter Sunday morning yep. to a church that they're not ever going to experience again. Oh, so they yeah. come back next week and go, the way the pastor preached or even the preacher mm -hmm. that was on stage, the, the whole feel and flow of the morning was not anything like yeah it would normally and that was one of our hearts was hey yeah. even from graphics and slides and design like everything we do we want to be at the heart we want to continue to be calvary not yeah hey we're calvary 364 days a year but this singular day we're gonna be something else yeah you know and i think um so uh i've been seeing a lot of churches doing their recap videos yes easter recap videos yep um and Without naming any names, just to be polite and to protect the Calvary other, Chapel, like it is. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not us. But like looking at other churches, and it's like, oh, Easter was lit, and here's a recap video. Please tell me a church did not say Easter was lit. So this is <laughs> awkward. So they said Easter is lit, and and they're following up, and they have all their recap videos and stuff. Um, oh, and no. when we talk about oh, that no. concept, like, like. Obviously, it is a very important day. It is a very important week of our faith and what we celebrate. And and sometimes the overemphasis, mm. not to underemphasize it, but the overemphasis so much to, and it's a strategic question. It's not a theological question, yeah. right? You yeah. can't overemphasize the resurrection. That's not what we're doing. What I'm talking about but can is- you? Well, but can you, but when you overemphasize it strategically, yeah. meaning, okay, we got to have all these different special elements yep. in the service where you wouldn't, like you were saying, you didn't, you wouldn't normally do that any other Sunday. And so I've been watching some, so some we shouldn't have used fire on the stage Sunday. That actually, I know it. Oh, you, I've, I've seen, you've seen. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, the over, over emphasis str strategically to bring emphasis to the resurrection, um, which doesn't change it theologically, nope. doesn't make it any more awesome as it is. Yep. But but I al have always struggled with, you know, if if Easter is, let's say, somebody's first time yep. in a long time or ever that they've come to church and they do feel, you know what, I'd come back here. This was, you know, because of whatever strategy yep. the church used. And they say, hey, I want to come back. And then they come back the next day and it's or the next week. And it's like, hold on, where was the 75 person choir? Yep. Where was the passion play in the middle of the service? Where I mean, the pastor's not even in a suit. like what? Like, is this the Kmart blue light special version of so the here's church? what's funny. Like, Easter and Christmas. Yeah. This conversation comes up in all of the like, this is my world. Like yeah. in all of the oh, creative. In the techie, yeah. Like creative. in the techie creative, oh, okay. like where's the line? And it gets unfortunately it's really hostile yeah because for me it's like i love those things and i yeah. think there's a way you can do those things for me it's the heart behind it yeah. when we're sitting in staff meetings or we're sitting in planning meetings like oh we can do this because it would be big and it'd be awesome and there'd be yeah. more people here is that the right heart yeah like 
because something I've always learned in ministry, and I need to take this back to student ministry and now being in the lead role, uh, one of the things I think about is um, what we win them with is what we win them to. Yep. And so if we win them with the big show, like if they walk out Easter, Christmas, whatever it is, and be like, that was awesome, I'm coming back next week, and and it was a strategic question of, uh, yep. of that, you know, let them walk out and say that was awesome because of the gospel uh, or th- the truth of who Jesus is. Uh, is and what he did for us let him walk out with that but if they walk out and say hey that service was awesome i'm coming back next week and it's not the same yeah you lost them because what you won them with is what you're winning them to and is that really what you want to win them to where um so i'm i'm kind of in the boat and and i could argue it even more than just uh, strategic um i was reading first corinthians even today that i think talks about that where we're not depending on human wisdom or mm-hmm. ability or anything like that like god's gonna take the foolish things of the world and he's gonna he's gonna take the foolish things and make them wise and and bring down the wise things of the world with foolish and so so for me it's like you know where we put a little more emphasis um i think our cafe had a few more snackages mm-hmm. instead of just donuts mm-hmm. um but it was like cookies and muffins like yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't like we had a five-star chef whipping out you know omelets, omelets. <laughs> how would you like your Jinx. eggs cooked sir yeah oh and and i love a good omelet don't get me wrong if i rolled in they're like easter 2024 cabbage chops <laughs> lake the omelets here omelets. we go um we put emphasis on, we had a hospitality tent for everybody that served because mm-hmm. we had the four services and that was huge. So we wanted to show appreciation to the people that were serving. Um, we had some people that served all four services, um, like in tech and worship, uh, kids ministry to serve two. That's a lot. Serve one in kids ministry. <laughs> to walk past the kids ministry doors. I don't know how my wife lot. does it. My heart palpitates oh, every time I yeah. get flagged down to head that direction. I'm like, I, please let it be a tech problem. Please let it be a tech problem. <laughs> I have half a kids ministry in my home and I don't <laughs> want it. No. And so we, we wanted to put emphasis there. But um, if the hope was you come back next week, you know, there'd be a little bit difference, but it's not going to be that drastic yeah. of a thing. And so for me in that argument, I'm kind of more with... Like I wanted to put a focus on the resurrection and 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 within the word, but also the response I think that we're supposed yeah. to have because of it. Like I didn't want to just celebrate Jesus's death and resurrection. Uh, kind of the tagline was, you know, to celebrate that is an invitation of our own. Mm, so yeah. where am I called to die to myself, die to my desires, lust, flesh, da da da, and allow Christ to give me yep. new life in my own life. And so um, I think there's there should always be a personal response or challenge to the gospel. And so just trying to put the focus there, um, cause it was kind of hard seeing some of these churches and, and a lot of people do come to those special services and, and you have to think, okay, you ready for this? Let, let's, can we get real on the, on the last, the last episode of season one, of season one. um, is the church uh, responsible for the creasters, which is the term you hear sometimes. Yes, and this is super judgmental. Like this Ooh. is this is the church saying, yeah. "Oh, these people they only come Christmas and Easter." It's it's because what you did. If if you know, oh, I don't know. I'd go fifty fifty. I, 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 oh, yeah, I'm not saying I think 100%. we are one hundred percent responsible. Yeah. in the sense of we've created these massive movements of experience. Yeah. Um, 
at the same time, even just the language that I'm hearing from my neighbors and the language I'm hearing from people who I know in a non-judgmental way, they, they, yeah. they're just, they don't go to church. Yeah. Um, this immediately here we come into Easter and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the family's together. We're going to church. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like just that, what about Christmas and Easter create, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I think there is sometimes too much of an emphasis where we've created that. I think at the same time, the culture that we live in has has created this obligatory. Yeah. Well, I'm only going to go if if I'm going to go to church, it's going to be on Christmas and Easter. And I think it's because there's an emphasis in, and not that they are bad parts, but there's an emphasis. I want to say wrong areas of it. I don't want to do that. Wrong motives. Like there's an emphasis on on the secondary or tertiary issues. Mm, I guess you know, like like. Any any stage element that we would have, anything else like that, that other churches did, you know, did was was our Sunday without because of those? Where was it less than, you know, yeah. where um, it, if there is a lot of those elements, does does that dilute out the gospel in one sense? You know, they're really focused because if you have all these special elements, you know, it's like oh, there's seven parts of the of the morning to engage by the time you're walking in to you're walking out there's seven different elements let's say there's and we added a lot or if we just stripped it down where it's like no it's worship it's the sermon it's uh, and and fellowship you know like we really key it down so that it's like so what do we want our people to experience like they could experience a lot and hopefully every church had those elements in there but are we out by saying did we miss out by by keeping it um, I don't want to say stripped down, but focused. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's where I wonder if we, as the church, are we are we responsible for creating uh, the creasters, those that just show up on Christmas and Easter, because of the overemphasis on maybe not the most important things. Mm. You know, because I think there is a way you could you can have those secondary tertiary things as long as the main things the main thing. Yeah. But any time that you add something to the main thing, there there also has to be a little bit of a takeaway from that. Yeah. You know, like w- we talk about um, if you say yes to everything, you got to say no to something. Yeah. Every you yes know. is a no to something Yeah. Else. And, and if you say yes to a bunch of things, that means the other things that you've said yes to, you're going to be just mediocre at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's my only in my you know, if I was in those circles yeah. that you're running where they're having those arguments, I would love to hear the um, you know, and again, God can use anything to save someone. Like yeah. if somebody rolls up and they're like, dude, the passion play of that part of the sermon that with the fire and and I know one church like they they uh, zip lined the pastor Let's in go. and they had a, we're doing next half Christmas. a concert. Oh, yeah, you're not zip lining me anywhere. And then there was like half a concert. Like God can use any of that to grab somebody, grab a hold of somebody's heart. But uh, when I was young in my faith, I kind of was that way. Like yeah. worship had to be a certain way, had to be a certain sound, had to be yep. a certain level. It had to be the the lighting, the smoke, the whatever. Or I would say, ah, I just didn't do anything for me. You know, but thank the Lord that I went to a church where they allowed me to just to be super immature yeah. and be like, he doesn't understand yet. And, but we're okay. We're going to give him the space for that. Yep. But, um, but also they weren't trying to teach me that this is where it's at. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the only, you know, so I'm kind of with you. It's not a hundred percent, you know, I don't know if I'm 50, 50, but it's, you know, I always would, would want to check motives. And it's like, all right, if, 
I thought about this. Like, what if I would have woke up Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, and for some reason the church burned down? What would we have done? So we would have had service. service. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have looked way different. Oh, yeah. We would have pivoted. Know? Hard. Hard pivot. <laughs> Big pivot. Outdoor right sunrise oh, service. Sunrise. Sun in the parking burn. lot. <laughs> sunburn service. Oh, That's gosh, what we call I, it. I could you imagine Can somebody me? bring us suntan lotion, please? <laughs> No, not suntan lotion. I need sunblock. I don't want. That's more. what I meant. That's what I meant. Not suntan lotion. I meant sun. Yeah, yeah. You're like fourth service. He's. he's I need SPF 100. Yeah. I've been. I'm burning to a crisp. And, and so you know to think about. Okay, so if we lost even the elements that we brought, if we lost all of those, um, what what would that look like? Yeah. And I wonder too, like, um, does sometimes do we lose the meeting? because it's 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 dilution by adding so much do we lose the meeting do we dilute the meeting because we've added so much to it where it's like hey just oh i don't know you know what i mean i think you and i would disagree on this really yeah well i wonder if we both have the same context of like what i'm thinking in my head of the one or two churches that i saw if we take like the super mega churches off that had like fire and rain and like set those yes. aside like okay six flags over jesus let's not count that that's not the okay. everyday church. okay that's where i'm at that yeah yeah okay. and i know exactly because yeah. i could think of two or three yeah, where it's that's like, where i'm like we got roller coasters on the stage but but think like nobody nobody's talking about in a broad context yeah. what calvary chapel lake of the ozarks did for easter yeah or any other like you said normal size basic Just, church yeah. you know like I'm not, I'm not talking like, oh, we had an Easter breakfast. Oh, did we win them to the wrong thing? No, no, no. I'm, I, I am referencing yeah, yeah. No, no. the mega churches that are going to put hundreds of thousands of dollars just to this one service. Yeah. Like that's, I yeah. am re- referencing yeah, yeah. that. So, because like again, what's the, what's the, what's the number, uh, the number of churches in the vast majority, like. Barna says like 90%? ninety. I think it's ninety four percent are under a hundred. Yeah, I mean it's it's astronomical. Yeah. So if you take ninety four percent of the churches in America, the budget that they now have, I said that I feel like I need to fact yeah, check myself. Fact, yeah, David Kinnaman, can you let us know? Could you could you yeah. please text yeah, us text, at text to me at this number? But if you took ninety four percent, you took all those churches that probably don't have this massive budget. They're just, you know getting by financially that they could maybe do a little bit extra here or there. I'm not referencing them. Yeah. I am talking about the bigger church yep. that is going to have a greater, sadly, uh, pull and focus. And those are the churches that all of us little smaller churches, you know, what we have to check our heart is, are we trying to emulate them too much? Yeah. And that's the thing degree. for me in this space is I think there is definitely a hard line of, we've gone too far. We've taken this out of context. I think probably the part that is argued the most is the gray area. Yeah. Because you always paint with a broad brush. You Mm -hmm. always, you don't know the, for for someone like, okay, for us, like it's easier to talk about. We, during worship, Mm -hmm. we played a video. Yeah. While our worship team sang Mm -hmm. that we don't do that any other day. except Easter. Now it was, it was depictions of, yeah, it was walking through the the ministry, death, resurrection of Jesus. So we did that. Yeah. Um, but for someone to walk in, let's say, let's just pick on someone who's been here for a hot second to walk in and be like, we've never done that before to make a rash judgment and not ask my heart or your heart or Andy's heart, our worship pastor. Like for me, that's always a hard place is when, when you ambiguous, you, not you pastor, but when you ambiguous, you, uh, 
stand in the gap and make assumptions mm. without knowing or wanting to even know the yeah. heart behind it and start making black and white statements. Yeah. That just for me personally is always, has always been hard. Yeah. But, but for, so I would agree. I, th- I don't think that's, I wouldn't put that in the category of what I'm, what I'm even correct. Cause that, that focuses you on Jesus. Correct. Where I think sometimes at Easter we do a lot of things that, tend to move our move, focus yep. away so hey look like, at this thing we're over here. literally shooting ourselves in the foot like what's the purpose of the church you know obviously focusing on jesus is going to be a part of that like no matter what your mission statement is as a church there's some concept of love god unless you're not a church yeah unless you're not a church love god love others you know whatever so you're going to have a focus on jesus um i think it's a, a prerequisite to be a church but Kinda anyway but and so and so if that is the purpose there there can be uh, and sometimes an unintentional or sadly an intentional way that's like, Hey, we're, we're losing focus. Yep. And sometimes it's not going to be with like horrible, bad things. There'll be good things. Like, you know, I, I think of, so let me read these verses, but put it in the context of what we're talking about. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> Paul in Philippians three, um, he's talking about the treasures of the wasted life as mm. David Platt would call it. Right. So he says, uh, if anyone thinks else, he has reasons for confidence in the flesh. I have more circumcised on the eighth day, the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Those are all positive things. Yeah, those were good things like biblical knowledge, attendance, zeal, faithfulness. All those were good things. But he says, but I counted them. But whatever gain that I had. In the world's eyes, I counted it as loss for the sake of Christ. And so we could take good, positive things like uh, family, like the, this concept of like, hey, we want to be there for families and family values and stuff yep. like that. But if we over focus on those, yeah. it dilutes and pulls away uh, from Jesus. And just to give the context, too, because we were talking about 94 percent of the churches are like under 100. Yeah. If your church is. Um, a thousand people on a Sunday morning or more, you're in the top 2%. Yeah. So like that, there's a massive gap between yeah, that last few little percents is such a huge yep. stride. Like and, it's so crazy. And what you see, even just like what we did is what gets highlighted. Yeah. It's always the, the things in the news, the things are always the, the one and two percenters mm-hmm. that are almost like, Oh, this is the state of the church. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, no, it's not like, this is not the majority. This is, not even the minority. This is minuscule. Yeah. Like we're not talking 20%. Yeah. We're talking 5% or less. And, and and not that I'm calling them this, but just go with me. It's the same publicity, a similar context of publicity, similar context of it, as like Westboro Baptist Church. Mm. Westboro's what, 70 people? But they get a lot of publicity for being <sighs> such small for their positioning. Yep. And the same for these mega churches when people go back to their Facebook pages and, and Instagram pages, or even just, you know, uh, even news picks up a couple yep. of these stories of like, Oh, figure out what this you, massive yep. mega church did for Easter. And, and so we see that and, and to the person inside a typical church, that's not typical, no. but the person on the outside of the church, they see the mega church and that's they think typical. all of us are yep. that way. Why aren't you doing that? Because, yeah. Why aren't you yep. doing that? Or if you, Oh, I'm sure you guys try to do the same thing as that and look at the overfocus of yep. away from, you know, it's like, is, so are we in that sense creating it? Mm. So yeah, that's, it, it is a hard question, but I think you have to ask yourself that in every ministry. Yeah. You know, like, what am I doing that's going to, is this pulling people away? Is it pulling people towards? 
And and that sometimes can be a hard hard question. Yep. And the fun thing when you ask those questions too for you know for me is to go back and to look at the peripherals of yeah. leading up to like um and this is the segue for the second part you yeah. know so i looked at um you know i have a couple larger churches that i follow for inspiration mm-hmm. you know and things um and, and they did more of the produce easter yeah. sunday morning thing um but then they did the same thing we did so they did morning devos or they did an yeah. a, a, a video teaching emphasis on Jesus's life and ministry leading up to. And I was like, okay, we can't control how people interpret, but we, what we can do is continually point them to what is yeah. the the main thing. Yeah. Like these are not peripherals. Like Jesus's life, his ministry, his death and his resurrection is the main thing. Yeah. And to teach about that the whole week leading up to, I can't, I can't force someone to watch a morning Devo. Mm-hmm. We did morning Devos every week. Yeah. We, we videoed you on location. Still, still and, available. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug on our YouTube channel yeah, if you want to go see them. <laughs> um, you know, that was time and energy and effort to do those things. We can't make people, but we can provide an on-ramp um, and a ministry opportunity to point someone to, mm-hmm. hey, this is what is going on. This is contextually what is happening in, in the time period and the story and yeah. the situation. Um, you know, and for us, we did, you know, we talked about it last week. We did the Monday night kind of geek out, which was a blast. Uh, can I be honest? Yeah. Be I honest. was not looking forward to that. Wow. I'm this, just As a staff member. Here we go, guys. I'm just going to call it what it is. And call it's cool. It. I love, if I'm going to be wrong. This hurts. I, <laughs> this is good. Then <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> Then where you what you care about you're mm. wrong mode because you should not care about what I think. <laughs> no, but I was I was just yeah. like I'm not the 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 more um, classroom style educated like school for me was me incredibly either. hard so I get really yeah. tense and nervous because I've always you were afraid you were going to get sent to the principal's office didn't you I, I saw afraid. you pass the notes I saw you pass the <laughs> notes um, you know but I sat in the back and 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 there was this as service started I I, I had this tenseness to. I don't know what to expect. Is this going to be just a massive geek out, which you love, and I tend to (laughs) shy away from? Not so much. Not so much. But it was so fun for for me to sit in the back and and envision and almost um, transform myself to the moments and places that Jesus was walking. You know, walking up, and and that's saying that as Jaron, who is a person. who also is a pastor who has gone to Bible college. Like, yeah. so if I'm feeling that, how many other people yeah. are feeling? And I, I mean, people came out and it was like, that was the great. <laughs> and I'm like, I so, get that. So I said in, in, I think a staff meeting or a pastor's meeting or this, this, I think we were just talking as staff. I said, I'm not fishing for compliments or anything like that. So like, don't, don't, I'm Oh, not, this was fun. Yeah. Had, I'm yeah, not this fishing was fun. for it for like a, a hype up, but like, so he says, so I said, <laughs> yeah, you can only take the good vicar at his word, but the, the feel in the room, you could hear a pin drop pretty much at any given point. And I, I felt like I was just a monkey in a tree, and pulled this the is string, what's funny. let him go, blah, 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 and I'm just going, all these pictures, slides, and... and you felt like a talking head, and it went flat. Yes, I thought it went because flat. Because it was I silent. Thought, and oh, man, you looked out, and you could just see people just like, are they fighting to stay awake? You know, See, that's not how I took it sitting in the back. Really? Because oh, a, I thought it was like so dead. No, I was like, 
a swing and a miss. And what was so bad about it, it was Monday. It was the first, like, outside of Palm Sunday for sure. But it was, like, the first extra thing that we did. Is this how everything else was going to be? That's what I thought. I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, because we had a pretty good showing, which was Mm -hmm. nice. But I thought this is, it was swing and a miss. Strike one. And here we got two more special services. And I'm already, like, and so we get, but then, yeah, people came up and they were like, that was so great. And I'm like, well, your face showed the exact opposite. <laughs> you need to change your face because that's yeah. not what was non-verbally communicated. You know, like, come on. But, yeah, so I, I guess a lot of people appreciated it, but I didn't. It the, the feel of the room was that. You said it was different from the back of the room. But, it, it like, I think I get that because having been on stage before <laughs> while I'm preaching, I'm trying to read the room. Like, I'm not going to oh, change yeah. what I'm going to say, but how is this hitting? Is this? And so I could get that. But for me sitting in the back, I was in that kind of college room setting where it's like, it's quiet because people are respectfully, they are eating this up. Yeah, they are, they're taking it in. And so, (laughs) you know, even when parents were like walking their kids out, they started to cry and you were like, Hey, kids are fine. Whatever. You know, there was this almost like reverence to, Hey, what we're talking about is it's important. It's more than just the, the show on Sunday, the, yeah. the big, like, this is important, you mm. know? And there was a couple of times where you would show pictures and I'd be like, I could see it. You yeah. know, I, I can see the soldiers walking down. I can see, like, I, I, I can see these things now. And for me, it was, it was incredibly tangible. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, um, in our faith, and we've talked about this a lot, like, our faith is not a shallow faith no, unless we yeah. choose to make it. Ooh, good. Um, and so for me, that's, that is a, yeah. that was a kick in the stomach. It's like, <laughs> Oh, it's shallow. Cause I've made it shallow. Like I've, yeah. I'm the one that's holding back, not the Lord. Um, but for me, there was a depth that was brought to it. There was a, when I having grown up in church, having gone to Bible college could transform myself <laughs> into a place and experience something yeah. I've never experienced before. That for me was a huge win to kick off the week, yeah. excluding Palm Sunday. Yeah, like yeah, walking yeah, yeah. into like, hey, what 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 was happening tonight? What was yeah. happening right now? You know, just to continually keep my focus on, okay, yes, it's going to be a crazy week. Yes, your job is prepping for, but like, hey, this is what's important. It's not task. It's not checklist. Yeah. It's like without Jesus's crucifixion mm-hmm. and then his resurrection we have no reason to celebrate like all of this is in vain, you know? And so that is obviously going to get the emphasis, but to see how all of these um, very important, but peripheral things played into what is the culmination of the whole story, not just this little piece that we focus on. That's good. Cause like for me, uh, I think that's why I like movies more than I like books. Because like I can, if I can see it, like I imagine myself there. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, and that gives me context of what it would be like. And that's why I think I like it so much is my wife likes books. She's a loser. Rears would completely yeah. disagree. They'd be like, yeah. I'm transformed when oh, I read. I'm like, no, I need I, to see I it. Can't, I need to see it because that's just yep. how I'm, I'm wired like that. And so, and, and that's the part that I really appreciate because not only is it just, I need to see it like, oh, I need to, I would rather go to a play mm-hmm. than to read the book or anything like not that it's even that like, oh, here's this fake stage and that like, no, these are real places, real, real people, real events. Th- yep. This is real. And, and it puts a different significance yep. for me. And I think for any of us, you know, that's why I would my wife, even after that on Monday, she was like, we need to send you over there. 
And I was like, over where? She's like, you need to go to Jerusalem. Let's go. go. I I will bring all of the the equipment. We'll film you. We'll We'll break down season two, episode one, live from Jerusalem. That's not going to happen. I wish that was the case. So, but yeah, that for me, it it puts me in that context. And it's also, it's like, this is real where, uh, I forgot what book it was. There was there was an American author. He was a Christian, and he he went overseas, and he was in I think Iraq, and he went to a worship service, and it was so packed that people were outside the church, and it was just full, and they're singing "Amazing Grace" in Aramaic. Mm. Right, like just. And, and he was so moved afterwards, he went up to one of the main pastors or speakers of that church or whatever and said, like, this is so moving. And, and it was so neat to see how many Christians are here. And he's like, uh, I, I don't know how to break this to you, but you see that you see those rivers over there. That's the Tigris and the Euphrates. Like, understand where yep. it started here first, like. Don't go to America and think that's where the church started. Like, and then come over, yeah, yeah, and then come over here. It's like, what? Well, these are awesome. Yeah, like, did you guys even know what this place means? I was like, no, it, and that's the. So for me, it's like this is where it's like these are real. Now, obviously, we we made the joke on a Monday, like every holy site we have built a church or something on it. It probably is not every the time same. a new slide was like, hey, <laughs> here's this, and we've put a church. Yes, on and it. that's what we've done. And so it it probably isn't the original upper room. They've you know, but it but it gives you that context of signifies, the real yeah. yeah. Those are the real streets, the real area, the you know, and just the the weather. You know, to even think of that, the weather yeah. of it, of like what you would have experienced and stuff. And so that helps me. And that's what I wanted to try to communicate uh, in that Monday. But Sorry. I thought it went flat, like so bad. But I, it didn't. No, it's good. So we did that. We did that. We did on Wednesday. We had a oh. Seder Passover juice for Jesus came and yes. walked us. We we didn't like participate, but walked us through yeah. the significance and the importance of what each element of the meal represented and was and why it was important and, and all I, I've yeah. experienced that before. Okay. It was not my to. first time. Yeah. N- not any less <laughs> mesmerizing or awesome to yeah. see it for the third time. Yeah. Same. Then. And I know there are people that have never seen it before, yeah. so I can only imagine for them. when for me and we want to keep the, the messianic Jew that came and presented a missionary for Jews for Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need to keep his name uh, under wraps for Out. the ministry. Yeah, for the ministry that he does in the area that he does that ministry. Um, but it was so cool when he was he was talking about the the Afe Komen. Yep. Right, and so he's talking about this piece of bread that comes from the middle compartment of. Why the do you three. think there's three? Why do you Why think do you th- there's three? And the other two stay invisible, but yep. the 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 middle one, the second one is made visible, is manifested. You know, those are biblical words right there. And then? It's pierced, it's striped, it's broken, it's put away, and then it's brought back later. And it's just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, And so when he was talking about that, and he ran through that one little line right there, you heard gasps yeah. in the room. They were like, <gasps> like when, and that was just like, when you saw the significance of that, and then and then they broke it into little olive yep. sh- sized pieces that we could all and then that's how he instituted communion because and that's the other part we have to understand is like 
every disciple that was in that upper room with Jesus, even Jesus himself celebrated Passover every year of their life. Yeah. Even before they were like old enough to know what was going on, they probably sat there with their family and they celebrated Passover. And, and so they would have known through the whole meal what Jesus was going to say because he's leading Passover and da, da, da. But then he gets to that part of the meal with all the different elements and he says, this is my body. And instead of the third cup being mm-hmm. the cup of redemption, it is the cup of redemption. He says, this is a new covenant and this is my blood poured out for you. Like, and so I just wonder if they were sitting there and all of a sudden Jesus says something completely off script. Like, Here we go. I know what he's going to say. Yeah. And then it's just like, Oh, the significance. Hold up. Could you go back and repeat that? Yeah. Like I say that one more time. Yeah. And I mean, go back to the Afe and that piece of bread that it was unleavened, mm-hmm. that there was no leaven and there was no sin. He's like, this is my body. I'm, I'm without sin, but pierced, striped, broken. I walked away from Wednesday. Yeah. I, I want just everything. Like, I, I just want to do it now. Yeah. Because there was this, this teaching, like I'm imagining, you know, how, the how the 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 mom and the dad the husband and the wife would yeah. teach this to their kids yep like you said like they don't as a kid they've grown up in this yeah but there there is this explanation mm-hmm. of the importance and the significance of why we're doing what we're doing i think a lot of times especially as a parent you miss out on I, my job as a parent is to disciple my kids. Mm. My job as a parent is not to make sure that they're well behaved. Yep. It, it is not for behavior modification. Amen. And I think a lot of times what we view the church, the paid staff members, the Sunday school teachers, the small group leaders is behavior modification. Yep. If we can keep them from drinking, sex, rock and roll mm-hmm. and, and the like, yeah. then, then, then they're good. good they're, they're good moral people. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're just no. good moral people, or they're just yeah. moral people. Yeah. Well, not even good, you know. And it's like, so and then the moment they taste freedom, they're not going to be that moral. Exa- that's real exactly quick. right. And they're moral under your <laughs> like. Thumb. Here we go. Yeah. This is, <laughs> and I just sat back there, and it was con- like it was inspiring and convicting all at the same time. I say sat back there. I sat up here in the <laughs> studio, but like from the parental side yeah. of what am I doing? Am I doing this? Mm-hmm with my girls with my like am I leading my family and at the same time it, it was incredibly inspiring to go how could you ever stand back and view or think differently when you start seeing these different elements laid oh, yeah. out and how they match up like no no wrong like yeah. like let's yeah. call it what it is um and that was it was no. fun I love that because one of the things that I want to be able to do, I was telling uh, my wife, is they have a messianic Passover. They had a book there that you could use and lead your whole family. I said, why don't we do that? Because a couple of the things, like what I I love about it is, for me, I believe the gospel is very clear in that, talking about the body and the blood of Jesus. Like, you, you... I'm I'm sorry, you can't convince me otherwise. You just can't. It's too... It's too much. Um... And then, but also it ties so well to the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. where for me, the story of Exodus is the gospel in the Old Mm -hmm. Testament, because the gospel is all about redemption. And so even the whole story of Exodus and Israel out of Egypt, redeeming them out of Egypt, like that is a foreshadowing of the redemption that we're going to have in Jesus. And so you take, I think, the gospel in the Old Testament, you take the, obviously, the gospel of the New Testament, and, and you have this meal that is in a messianic way, 
combining both of those and it's because a lot of times again in the in the american christian church like we don't touch the old testament much yeah we we pretend like it's a separate book that we set on the shelf and leave it alone now in our tribe of calvary chapel it's not as much and even our our friend our guest speaker that wednesday yes he he attended a calvary chapel in the area he was at yep and i asked him i said you know what what do you see? Because he spoke, he spoke modern Hebrew and he studied biblical Hebrew, right? It was awesome. He did all the prayers and all that I in took, Hebrew. I took Hebrew in, in college. And yeah. So there were things I was like, oh, I know. Yeah, I, we, know. I, I, I can remember that. Remember that? Refreshing a little bit. And so I said, hey, is there anything that we, that you hear just in the American Christian church, this Western mindset that's like, eh, kind of got that Might a little be, bit wrong. Yeah. Like, don't quite under, because we, we don't quite understand Hebrew. And he said, honestly, within the Calvary Chapel movement, um, there really hasn't been any issues because of your book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. It's hard to take out of context. Expository and, yeah. style preaching. He goes, it's, it's, I was like, oh, that's good to hear that an, another defense of why are we the way that yeah. we are? Because we want to stay true to the text. Um, but just to, to see the tie of both of those together where... Um, it helps you walk through the Old Testament to a degree, like absolutely, and and how the the fullness comes then in Christ and the New Testament, where they're not these two separate things. Like there, this is the story of God through human history. You know, yes, He used Israel for a time. They're on hold right now. I loved His approach. The church and Israel is separate, absolutely. And now he's working through the church in this dispensation. But then there's still a plan for Israel. And there's still those promises in the Old Testament that are not fully fulfilled for Israel. But you see that working through it. Yeah. Where um, from each side of the mountain, not that we're climbing and there's many ways to God, but like from the church perspective, from Israel perspective, Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And it is a great mission field i think he was saying like 90 some percent of of just heritage jews you know there's religious jews and those that are just by heritage they they don't know they don't know the gospel yeah they they, i mean it's not like oh they reject jesus some of them don't even know jesus like just by sheer being a a jew by heritage they just like anybody else you know and so there is a a great need there uh and hence Jews for Jesus and that whole missionary uh organization for it but for I just really love that part and I'm just thinking like why why don't we do it because there's so much of of God's plan that you see in and through that and I just think like hey even as a family I told my wife like we should do that She's like, I don't want to eat like a lamb bone. Like, you don't eat the bone, you weirdo. You know. I just like, want to. I just want to say the prayers in Hebrew. Like in that's Hebrew? what I want to do. The the songs. I want to do the question. I want my <laughs> kids to like ask or sing me yeah. a question in Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. Let me know how that goes. They're they're speaking some language Listen, right now. You we right, need a yeah. word of interpretation, I'll but tell you right now, I, I flunked that class. <laughs> so hard. Now the other cool thing is is our guest speaker had a friend from St. Louis who also used to work for yep. Jews for Jesus, and so he knows all of that same stuff that our guest speaker led us in. And he said something very unique. And I've always known both context, but how he put it together, I was like, that's really good. So he grew up, uh, he had one Jewish parent and the other parent was Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And and within Christianity, there's, there's different tribes of Christianity that would say that communion is more than symbolism, that it 
that at some point in the transubstantiation, you, there you go. Or doggone yeah. right. I, yeah. so at some point in it, and that's where even, even there, you're going to have something different from, from, you know, our Catholic brothers and sisters to Lutherans to, you know, and, and when does it become the body and the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. the literal body and blood of Jesus. And, and he said, you know, there was always kind of a little bit of a turmoil uh, in our family. Cause my, you know, one parent was, messianic jew and the other one was lutheran and and he said but if you understand passover start there first the passover meal was only ever symbolic Mm -hmm. of the exodus and so when jesus is at a symbolic meal and he takes symbolic elements Mm -hmm. he just gives them greater symbolism yeah you know, it, it didn't change anything literally. And, and he, so he uses that as a defense against transubstantiation of the communion elements that it really is the symbolism. It's not the body doesn't become literal body and blood of Jesus at any point because it, it was founded on the Passover meal, which was already symbolic. Yeah. And I thought knew both of those. But how do he, he use that in a to def- thread that to, in to a thread new, it yeah. together and defend? I was like, that's good. That was that was worth the wait for me of just like, <laughs> there we go. Like, so it, it, you know, so when you get into people that they always want to bring up John six and well, Jesus said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. But he didn't institute communion there. And that's not yeah. really what he was talking about. I mean, there's just because there's close association doesn't mean that it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like some people want to say like to run and make it. Yeah. It's same thing evolution does. You know, they'll say like, oh, our DNA is, you know what percent of our DNA matches that of a mouse? And we've we've had to evolve. And it's like, just, I mean, it's, our DNA matches that of a banana too. Doesn't mean we came from a banana. It's delicious. You know, it's like, but there, just because there's a association doesn't mean it's it's identification and the yeah. same. And, and so him to use that defense of Passover communion, very symbolic because it was a foundational meal that it was foundationally symbolic i was like that was good that was really really good so that was wednesday which uh went over great yeah like (laughs) like we ran out of room great so like we had no context of and that's i think uh as stressful it is is it is it's actually kind of fun too like who's gonna show up you know be 12 or (laughs) 1200 whatever you know it's like ah but, you know, the Lord has just always been faithful that, you know, from those services, like we've never had to like, we've never had to look at each other and say, what do we do? We have, we have, we have not, like, yeah. ah, it's never been that, yep. you know, which, okay, you know, God knows the size of our tent, so we're going to handle it. And, you know, that's actually a pagan ritual. Yeah, I know. Every <laughs> time I do it, you say it and I don't care. I'm going to keep he knocking just, on wood. He just knocked on the table. It's probably not even wood either. So. It's not. It's like so laminate. You're, you're, it's fake in every way. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, if you ever knock on wood, that's actually a pagan ritual. But I we know. can talk I about that the on another. There you go. I, we'll, well break I that down next devil, week. But. Season two, episode one. <laughs> Local pastor. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, now everybody's going to look that up and be like, hey, what was that about? Can you break that down? Can you guys break that down, please? Remember that uh, one time? Just look up on Wikipedia, but anyway. And then we so, finished We finished yeah, out finished. the week with Good Friday, and just all of the different, what I loved about, you know, because people ask me, like, how many services did you have? I'm like, it's not about how many services we had. Yes, it was busy. Yes, it was crazy. It's not about so the number good. of services. It's about what we did and the purpose behind yeah. those services. Each very different, each very unique and each of them not yeah. like different and unique. Like yeah. all pointing to Jesus, 
all three of them pointing to Jesus, all three of them pointing to or towards the resurrection, all three of them both in communication yeah. and, and application, like walking out of all those things, vastly different. Yeah, that's good. But Friday night just being uh, a very reverent. Far more of a worship service. Like yes. worship is in, in different contexts, but how we currently modernly use the word a worship service. Yep. You yep. Know. And, and just walking out of that. And I love how you walk through. It was more of like a read response kind of. Yeah. We had people come up and, and read sections of scripture. Um, but what I appreciated was the dichotomy between the words you dichotomy. chose. Dichotomy. Told you Look guys. Look at this. He's went and got a thesaurus. Get, get that dictionary out. Let's um, go. Can you define that for me, please? Uh, Use yeah, it in the, a sentence. The, the same but different uniquely <laughs> in combined. No, I can't. Love it. Love it. You're um, good. But how, how you... Uh, strategically compared the differences between mm. a word, you know, how yeah. you walked in, this is what this is, oh, but here, you yeah. know, and walking through the whole service that way. So the last two Good Fridays, the last two years that I've been here at Calvary, we've we've done a very similar service. Yep. And it had a reading response, kind of it was... It was the the birth story of Jesus and then the death story of Jesus at the same time, kind of going back and forth. And even the similarities there is awesome. Yeah. Right? He just threw a water bottle Sorry. under the table. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me giggle. And so I, I was like, you know, third year, let's see w what else is out there. And just start researching and looking and see what other people do, what other people have done. And and then like, hey, what's us? So a couple of things, like how this whole thing came about is I found, uh, found one kind of outline of this. They called them the seven scenes of mm -hmm. Good Friday, going from... Um, uh, the re was it rebellion? What word was it? Denial. It was denial. Uh, I have them. If you have it, pull it up. He's pulling it up right. This is why you have a drone. But they're you know the going from the different scenes of um. Yeah, what's that first word? It's not denial. It's the wrong keyboard. Wrong key. <laughs> <laughs> He's just typing up. We just keep random keyboards uh. here at the breakdown. So, but there was the seven scenes of Good Friday, and so you know. I'm working backwards now. Death, crucifixion, suffering, aloneness. Um, I don't want to say rebellion, but there was denial and then uh, betrayal. You keep talking. I'm going to find it. He's gonna I'm, find I'm it. right there. So we had those different scenes of Good Friday. And I thought, okay, I like that. That's good. What else is there? And then Jesus from the cross gave seven words. And normally uh, the... Uh, church has that outlined with single words. And so I just like lined was betrayal. up. It was betrayal. I don't know why I was thinking it was an R word, but there we go. It was betrayal. But why, I took the seven scenes of Good Friday that I, this resource that I found, I took the seven words of the cross and how they're shortened to a word, you know, let it be forgiveness when he says, Father, forgive yep. them. Or if he says, uh, it is finished. And they, they have it summed up in one word. And I just lined them out next to each other. Yes, yeah, so it was forgiveness, salvation. Um. Well, I had him. He had him. Relationship. Yep. And then abandonment. Yeah. Um. And then distress. And then distress. And then the is it the last one? Last no, there's two, two more. Triumph. Yep. Triumph and triumph and crucifixion, and then yeah. reunion. Yeah. And so when I lined those seven out, two of them didn't seem like they fit. They the other five were like bad word, Makes positive yep. word. You know, so he went from betrayal to, um, what was the first one? I just looked this up. Yeah, you just looked it up. Oh, he's got to vote. But it, it was two opposite words 
for five of them and they it was very like dark not good word betrayal to a positive word that was forgiveness forgiveness yeah so betrayal to forgiveness and and so they were very antonym ish in their words but then two of them were like they, they weren't positive words but when you dig deeper into the text from what what Jesus was saying from the cross, so he says, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, he was quoting Psalm 22. So an abandonment and accusation. An abandonment and accusation. So when you read the rest of Psalm 22, it actually, because some people say, oh, the father turned his face away from Jesus on the cross. Oh, this is going to have to be a separate big gun. Oh, yeah. With this. But if you look at the rest of Psalm 22, it's like, no, the father approved this. Yeah. I mean, Isaiah 53 says that, um, it was the the will of the Lord of Yahweh to crush him, and so Jesus, like the Father, didn't turn away from Jesus. He was right there with him, and so it was actually approval. Mm-hmm. I think he said Psalm twenty two from the cross to like get the Jews that were sitting around and the Pharisees, like, oh hey, like if I would just say a popular line of a song, you would think of the rest of the song. Yep. I think he was doing the same thing, showing like, understand, like he was give, almost telling them, understand what you're doing. Yeah. You know, this isn't recognize. Yeah, you best recognize. Recognize. I'm, I'm the son of God. But think who were the first people to uh, exclaim or, or proclaim Christ was it was the Roman guards, the centurion. Surely this mm. was the son of yep. God, you know, in the resurrection hadn't even happened yet, yeah. just in his death. And so just taking those seven words and just pairing them up and just seeing the correlations, it was like, oh, I think we're on to something. Yeah. And we had people come in and they read and they did great. And we, uh, one person, a friend came up and said, out of all the Good Friday services I've ever been to, which I don't know if that was a lot. So they, it could be like, I've been to one, <laughs> you know, out of all the ugly girls, you're the prettiest. No. So, <laughs> sorry if you're okay. Never mind. Keep moving on. But he said, um, out of all the Good Friday services I've ever been to, this was my favorite. You it, was, know? it was my favorite. And then you got up and preached. And then you got, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> It was all good until Baldy got up there. Oh, it was it was really good because yeah. it was so different. It was yeah. so unique and different. And that's what I loved even just about a Holy Week, what we did from from the online devotions. Monday, very uh, archaeological. Uh, geek out for sure. Geek yeah. out. Wanted to root that, hey, our faith is based in real places, real people, real events. And here and here is evidence, very yep. evidential, you know. And and just to give a full context where, like we've been saying, it's more than just a day. Let's show you the significance of this week, you know, and Palm Sunday being a massive fulfillment of uh, prophecy or whatever. And so really defendable, apologetic style, just grounding us in reality of this week. And then Wednesday, having that kind of more like of a fulfillment, Mm -hmm. you know, of Old Testament to the new that just it's showing the just that red thread of Christ through the whole story. It's like, oh, there and it just showed greater significance uh, of what was going on uh, for Christ, you know, with his body and the blood and, and the and the meaning of that tied back to Exodus and the Passover lamb. But then and then Good Friday service being very worshipful and like I think contemplative for us like we really had this kind of like ooh, this is significant and then we ended with communion Mm -hmm. which was really cool i always think so so that was holy week and then we walked into the craziness and then we walked into the craziness of sunday it was so great and it was it was it was cool because you you said it in all four services but as you were looking over your notes sunday morning 
Dayton asked you, your son asked you, <laughs> isn't it the same story? Like, yeah. what do you need to look at, Dad? Like, we re- that really was a conversation. <sighs> I love it. Somebody came up to me one time and said, hey, every time you use your kids in a sermon illustration, we had a pastor that said every time he does that, he gives his kids $5. I said, well, I'd be broke by I'd now. Be. But it was even that I'd morning. I have a I third just, job. <laughs> yeah, I was just reading through my notes, and, and my son was like, isn't it the same story? And it's like, it is. But there's so many different angles and little things because I don't want it to always I'm and maybe there's an assumption. I think we also just reading the story. We all have a basic foundational understanding of the basic story. Jesus died on the cross three days later, rose from the dead. Like, okay, but I want to look at some of those nuancey things about the story you know i remember first year talking about peter and and when you hear one of the angels and and one of the gospels talking to the women like hey go and tell the disciples and peter Mm -hmm. why did he say his name why did he single them out you know what i mean or um i think one year i i talked about the that early new testament creed in first corinthians 15 where it's like this shows just so much significance of like because a lot of people think oh this uh, resurrection story was made up years and years and years later and and so the New Testament created an event and it's like no 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 the event created the New Testament like we wrote down what really happened in the creed can be dated so first Corinthians 15 3 to like verse 8 can be dated two to four years after uh, Jesus when you just look at the time of writings yeah. and and different things and looking at Paul's life and all very historical accurate it's like it's really kind of cool to see that so the the critical scholar saying that oh this resurrection story was made up you know some would even say up to 200 years after jesus and it's like like great story cool story bro but like nothing archaeological nothing in a textual criticism is on your side in that story like you're not being mean not being judgmental like this the evidence does not back that up now you can believe that if you want but and again, a big thing that we talk about here is like our faith is rooted. Our belief is rooted in real evidential. We have an yeah. evidential faith. It's not just, oh, we believe it because it sounds good. It's like, why? And that was one question from my very first uh, Bible college class. Like, know why you believe this, mm. not just because the bald pastor said so. Or if you were a kid and you grew up in the church, oh, because my grandparents or my parents told me that. Just because. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, understand, like. And we're going to have different levels of that, and that's okay. But and none of that ever rep- replaces faith. But but we really do have a very real evidential faith. Yeah. And understand how that is rooted and based in there, because because honestly, that separates us from all the other world religions. Yeah. So like when I was a youth pastor, I wanted to always get a uh, a ministry opportunity on campus. And the principals would always push back because I and I get it separation of church and state. And one of the things that they would say is like, well, if we allow you, we would have to allow everybody. And would you want like a Satanist club to be meeting on school? And I said, sure, I'll win every time. I did. I'd s- I said, sure, I'm fine with that. Do you want me to debate them? And like, hey, let's talk about what is the real evidence that we have that Jesus is real. And he he what he said is true. And like, yeah, sure. You want you want to do a Buddhist club? Yeah. Can I debate them to everybody? Yeah, exactly. It's called the debate club. Bring yeah, everybody absolutely. In. Like because our faith is so rooted in real evidence. It's like I, I for me, studying all the different world religions and cults that I have like. Evidence is on our side. Like, yeah, yeah I'll debate them. I'll, I'll, 
I have no problem because I know our faith is going to stand that test. And uh, so they used to try to say that to like put me down and like, oh, no, you wouldn't want that. Would you? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, let's do it. You got to get in the ring to defeat your opponent. Yeah. You know, and so, so anyway, so faith, real, evidential faith. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about one to beat up. Sorry, I've got a WWE and... thing going on in the back of my mind right now. I was like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, I'm a mess. That was Holy Week. How, how did it go for you? How'd the online go? Uh, it it went. <laughs> He's like, uh, it went well. It went well. It went well. The crazy part, I think this was Good Friday service. I'm sitting there, knowing that like, I was following the seven readers that we had, yep. right? Because that's the number of completion. That's what. No, <laughs> that's exactly why we, we perfectly <laughs> put six. that. Can't have six readers. Got to have seven. I know who I'm following. Literally, they're reading, and the second reading was so much shorter. Right, my iPad. You said this. Geeked out, not in a good way. Like, I, I could not open up my notes. And I wasn't there to fix it. Well, that happened on Monday. I'm not that much of a boomer. I knew, <laughs> I kept, like, re-trying to load the app that I keep all my notes and stuff on. So I, I pull it up on my phone, and it worked. And I thought, okay, we're just gonna, I was going to go up with my phone and my Bible, and that had been a little bit harder to see my yeah. notes. And, I, like, literally, I was like, oh, please, Lord. And, and then finally, like, as they're almost walking off, my iPad loads and I start walking up and it was just like already had mic <laughs> issues already haven't, you know, it's so rolling into Sunday. It was just like, you know, I can't be surprised. I shouldn't be caught off guard when things don't want to work perfectly. Yeah. It's like if, if we're, we have to understand that we are in a very real spiritual battle. I texted my, my team that yeah on Saturday night. I was like, Hey, here's call time <laughs> for tomorrow. Like here. Yeah. And I ended it with like, like just l- loading them up with appreciation. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm asking you to be here like 45 minutes earlier than you normally are and yep. stay like three hours longer. Um, and I just, maybe it's more my negative personality. just like, Hey, <laughs> I'm expecting set the bar low and nobody's disappointed. Yeah. Like, like without this. being crass, I was expecting all hell to break. Yeah, absolutely. In a very serious yeah. sense. Cause it I, has before it has. And so why would I expect any less? And if there was one day, if there was one day that Satan was going to try to make sure that yeah. the focus wasn't, you know, staying the main thing or mm-hmm. my attention was. Um, and so there were a, there were a couple little things that I probably blew out of proportion that frustrated me. But all in all, I texted my team afterwards and said, hey, like we, we streamed, the gospel went out, Amen. people heard the good news, like that that was the bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. Could we have cleaned some things up? We had a timer that didn't work. Yes. <laughs> have I gotten any angry phone calls or people going like, hey, I couldn't focus because your clock was like two hours off? Yeah. Nope. nope. I didn't. Yeah. And it was great. Like it was it was honestly cool just to to hear, you know, the you know, the the impact that was made on Sunday just because we had teams that were faithful, you know, all over the place. And I think what I'm finally coming to the realization is a lot of times those little things will happen. Not that they would distract others and the people that we serve. It distracts us. And, I, if, and if you yep. can get the leader frustrated, everybody, it, it, that would follow. I texted my team and I said, hey, something to the effect of like, hey, I appreciate you guys keeping me sane. Mm, because if it good. wasn't for my team. Thank you, team. You know what? I appreciate yeah. that, too. Shout out. Nick to appreciates that because then I walk team. into today just yeah. angry and crabby and <laughs> not. 
yelling at me around. and everything. That's exactly right. Nick, I need you to fix this and do better <laughs> at this. And Nick's like, listen, I got a list for you. My new line, questions you're asking, my pay grade. <laughs> it's always up here. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to watch the video. If you're listening, yeah, yeah. You, you won't catch yeah, it. It but. won't catch it. So anyway. it, it was it was good. It was a great week. It was a really cool holy week. And and for me, you know, going full circle and and why it's important to I think be rooted in reality of what every week in and week out looks like and what you win them with is what you win them to is um, because even even as great as Holy Week is and how we take that time and we put more effort and extra services and da da da, da like it's Tuesday Sunday's coming yep and and we hope and pray that people are coming back to hear another word of encouragement to hear the gospel again to to engage in worship to have fellowship with the body take their next step of faith you know and that's and that's that's what we want it's not just hey we can do one big service well yeah. you know big thing that we talk about is we want sustainability and consistency yep. every week because he is worth it every week cuz it's easy know? to do one thing well oh, yeah. one time Absolutely. But to do it 52 times mm-hmm. every week. And that's always the hard part is like, hey, that was big. Sunday's still coming. Yeah, like Easter was big and heavy and hard and, and lots yeah. of extra things going on. And yet Sunday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days. Yeah, five days. Here we go. <laughs> We're going to have know. another one. And so when people walk back in and, and it's that same kind of consistency where we could have done more and went bigger and all that on Sunday, but... um is that really ministry that takes us to have all those tasks to make that performance compared to like today we impromptuly had needed to make a hospital visit. Yeah. You know, last week would have been very difficult to make a hospital visit. I'd have cried. Let, yeah. Let's call I would have cried. Yeah. And so it's like, understand what true, what, what real ministry is. And it's going to be those little things of crisis and opportunity that are never going to give us a heads up. But if we're always working for the, the show of what Sunday is, if that's <laughs> never, yeah, exactly. Yep. That's not, and, and, you know, maybe churches that have the, the, the people that they can hire to nice do stuff like that. But again, that's the vast, like you said, minuscule minutes that are able to do that where most of us churches you know, uh, with the broad, the vast broad brush of, of most churches in our country are not that, Yeah. you know? And so, so if you're a pastor watching, if you're, and I actually, I don't even care what size of your church is just, just the encouragement of just, just faithfully preach the word, yeah. faithfully lead people in worship. Like some, even the terms I like, instead of calling it a, a worship leader, it's, you're, you're the lead worshiper. Mm-hmm. You know, if you walk up on stage and you plug your guitar in and you start singing and 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 playing, but you're not worshiping, you, what are you leading people yeah. to? You're just the lead mm-hmm. worshiper. So you go up and worship. People will follow that. You know, same thing with sermons. Like I go up and I just take the text and pretty much unpack my heart and how God is is hitting me. And I'm just thinking, if he's working in this sinful, broken dude that's still redeemed and saved by grace, then maybe he it's yep. going to be the same for yep. somebody else. So just faithfully preach the word, faithfully lead people in worship, care for people, have that fellowship. You know, that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. You know, don't lose 
lose sight of that. And it can be kind of disheartening to see what other churches do. And it's like, oh, we had this many people, this many services, and da, da, da. And it's like faithfulness doesn't come from that. Faithfulness, you know, like a definition for us. How do, what does success in ministry look like? The three F words. Not those F words. Calm down over there, right? Somebody's like, I'm writing the breakdown. Somebody's driving, so, pulling out their notepad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, am I being fruitful? Beep. I'm just going to no. start beeping out. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to beep out every F word right now. No, are we, are we being faithful, fruitful, and fulfilling? Yeah. Are we being faithful in our own life? So if two people walked in or 200 people walked in, am I putting my faith and my trust in Christ for every aspect of my life? Am I living a faithful lifestyle? Am I living a fruitful lifestyle? Do people look at me and see the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. See an all overflow those of caffeine yeah. in me. That's what Absolutely. they see. <laughs> and then fulfilling. Are we fulfilling the call that God has on us in ministry? Mm-hmm. Like that's success in ministry. So if, if you know, because we might get to a point where, you know, uh, growth is going to pl- uh, plateau, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Like you need sustainability. The only thing that grows naturally without stopping in nature is cancer. Not a good thing. <laughs> not a good thing. Not a good thing. As a cancer survivor, not a good thing. They can tell you. Yeah, you go. And so, and so we're going to hit a point there. But if our identity is in our growth, our identity is in the numbers, our identity is in any of that, then it's like, what happens when those things stop? Or mm. Or you're looking at the smaller churches that don't have that or whatever it is and be like, oh, you guys just aren't that faithful. Ooh, I mean, and, and at the end, that's be. that's the prosperity gospel yeah. just on a pastoral level. Mm. That if the, you don't have mm. the positive and the increase and then this and that, like, and if, oh, if you'll just be faithful, God will bless that. And it's like. Name and claim it, baby. No. Name it and claim it. And, and honestly, not in, in a Christian, like a discipleship, just us as followers of Jesus being prosperity gospel, but how it influences. And yeah, that, that word too. I was trying to come up with a new one, but trying it's to combine okay. a bunch of words. <laughs> but how that prosperity mindset influences us as pastors mm-hmm. where oh, we're, not, we're not reaching new people, we're not growing, we're not, and it's like, oh, does does God not bless? Mm. Is is that only God's blessing right there? And so it, it forces us to like yeah. make sure our identity is in the right spot or whatever. Because the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. So starting next week, we are starting a prayer subscription for twenty four ninety nine. Hey, remember when Jerron used to work here? That was cool. <laughs> Welcome to the breakdown. This is a new solo podcast. The or? reason we're ending season one and starting season two oh, is because what is our big announcement? Dron's out. No, that's not the big announcement. You're gonna spread rumors. I want to see how many people come in on Sunday. Like, like wait, you're leaving? Wait, what? They're only gonna catch that, and that'll probably be the one like promo part on. I'll the make Instagram. sure that's the one thing. Like, I'm out. <laughs> Okay, so big announcement. What's we're big ending announcement? season one season because one. it was uh, it was crazy week. So it, it seems like why. Because we can. Like, let's call it what it is. There is no rhyme or reason except that... We just kind of do whatever. We, we that's want. exactly right. Nick likes shoot from the hip. We're just <laughs> shooting from the hip. We weren't going to end it until... No. Um, two minutes before. Coming out of Crazy Week. Holy crazy Week. Crazy Week. Holy Week. Um, 13 episodes. It seems like a good number. Baker's Dozen. Yeah. And you know especially, why they call it a Baker's Dozen? No. You don't know why they call it a baker's dozen? Here Maybe we go. Maybe I have, but I Welcome don't know. Welcome to the breakdown. Because you'd go in from a baker. You would, that, you didn't go to Walmart. You went to a baker for bread or muffins or something like yep. that or cookies. And they would always give you an extra one to eat on your way. And that was the baker's dozen. They gave you 13 mm. so you could have one. So when you rolled in, you weren't You didn't like, have 11 because you, you ate. Yeah, exactly. That's smart. 
Baker's dozen. They were geniuses back mm-hmm. then. Unlike the disciples, there was only twelve, and we lost one. We should have had a Baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended with 12 instead there of 11. All right, so 13 episodes. Uh, 13 episodes. It's weird because we're not like a, you know, you listen to other podcasts where it's it's like true crime or there's a story, so there's a, a an easy beginning, easy yeah. end. We don't have kind of one of those. And so um, this seemed like a great place to end yeah. because we came out of Holy Week. Out of Holy Week. Uh, we just... Uh, surpassed 500 downloads. 500 so downloads. 500 I don't downloads. even know 500 people. I I don't know 10 people that would download something that's what I mean. 50 times. Or the or one for, the I've just is. been refreshing a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> 500 times for the last hey, 13 episodes. Thanks for watching and it's listening and yeah, stuff like seriously. that. Yeah, seriously. Because with, there's no point in us doing this if no one listens. It's a waste well, of our time. It's kind of fun for me, but yeah. I'm glad it's fun. For, I'm just kidding. No, it's been good. My wife enjoys it. That's why we do this. That is true. She wants to hear make that. sure I'm working. So. Uh, is, she knows for a fact. Well, at least he's getting something there, done. There, he's doing something. The breakdown's um, done. And then here's here's the biggest thing. The biggest thing. We're going to take uh, a hiatus. We're, we're, fancy word we're gonna ta- I'm, I told you I'm really working on it. Taking hiatus. Uh, we're going to take a hiatus for the next couple weeks. Um, and we're going to launch season two and maybe I'm, can, can I say this? Am I allowed to say this boss man? I don't even know what you're going to say. You know exactly where we're headed. We are starting wise. a church plant no, in don't. Southern Florida <laughs> with pastor Nick, uh, from the beach. Is that not no, I mean, all right? Can... So they're going to think you're quitting. I'm moving to Florida. <laughs> Gabriel's just right. dissolving. Into and nothing. Yes. Yes. Go ahead and lead. Out I can't. That. Are I you sure? You, I know where you're okay. going. Okay. I know where you're so, going. So uh, we're going to take a hiatus for a couple weeks because we are going to spend, uh, we're, we are starting this Sunday. If you're listening, it's Tuesday now. So this Sunday yeah. we're starting uh, a study through the book of Jude. Yeah. Hey, Jude. Don't. Okay. They don't I don't sing right there. That yeah, is the most you will ever That is going to be the clip no, that we use. No. This week on The Breakdown. Hey, Jude. <laughs> I just Join us for an hour of Nick singing. Nope. Just um, that over and over That's and over. exactly right. So for three the next three weeks. weeks, we're going to walk through the book of Jude. Um, and Half-brother it, of Jesus. Yep. And if you know uh, what book comes after Jude... Which one is that? That would be the the, the large scary book of Revelation, the or large, what most yeah. people would consider. So we're going to start a study through the book of Revelation. So a few weeks, I, I say a few weeks ago with everything, like a few weeks it's been ago, two and my, a half years ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, my son turned ten. He's seventeen now. No, uh, uh, a while back, we I said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna walk into First John, most likely for Second, Third John, and I know I want to to teach through Jude. And I just don't know past that. And a lot of people um, then and even way before, um, hey, would you would you go through? Hey, Revelation? Pastor, when are you doing Revelation? Yeah. When hey, you Pastor, doing, when are you doing Revelation? And, you know, and part of me, uh, let me just say it. You get a few people that are on the Revelation bandwagon. Yes. Thank you. Kick. Yeah. Oh, Groupies. Like, that's like the only book that matters. And, and you preach through it. They're going to know all these things. And here's the issue. And nothing about their lives change. They can tell you end times and da da da. And so, or they just want to debate you, like they want to see yeah, where you draw a line in the yeah. sand and then go, "You're wrong." Yeah. So you have those people, which is so going to be fun to just to kick them in the teeth. And then you have those that it's like, um, it's too obscure, too crazy, never studied it. And then you have some that's just like, there really is a level of fear with it to try to understand it. <laughs> Jerron's pointing out. I grew up in right church. Now. You know how many times that I've heard the book of Revelation preached? How many times? Zero. Zero. Oh, so this would be like zero. This is going no joke. Like oh, I, here we go. M- maybe on both hands and maybe a couple toes. 
even referenced? Have has Revelation even been referenced? Oh man. So so hearing that, my thought is and even how we designed the the series itself. Yep. It's not a it's not revel- revelation. Yeah, it's I want to lead in with this is the letter from Patmos. Mm-hmm. This is with the letter that John wrote from Patmos. It's a revelation of Jesus. And so many people think, oh, end times, end times, end times. If we read the book of Revelation and we only focus on end times and we think that's the focus of it, we are we are manipulating the text mm-hmm. to fit. Like, no, it's a revelation of Jesus. Because you're walking into something with a view yeah. or a bend already. So yeah. you either stay away from it or yeah. you read into yeah. or it yeah. just becomes messy and scary and terrifying. Oh you know? yeah, and 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 here's the thing: there's uh, there's seven beatitudes mm. in the book of Revelation. Like we think of the beatitudes in, in Matthew five, you know, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, and it's like that's in Revelation. Yeah, there's seven beatitudes in Revelation. Revelation if you read it, you would know. You would know. the uh, The letter from Patmos is the only one that has a promise of a blessing to the reader mm-hmm. and to the listener. What it doesn't say is that there's a blessing to the one who fully understands it all. There's going to be certain times where we're just going to have to look at each other and say, I don't fully know what that means. And we got to be okay sitting in the tension of it, you know? And so, so the ones that we want to kick in the teeth, you know, let's just give a small preview. The book is apocalyptic. The -hmm. book is a, an epistle. Um, and the book is prophecy. Mm -hmm. So when you have people with differing views of end times, it is because they are taking the book at only one of those or maybe two. But you you have to hold the book of Revelation in all three. It is all three at the same time and at different parts. And and that'll make the interesting part of, okay, is this apocalyptic right now? Is it prophecy right now? Is it an epistle right now? And it's like. Good, because if you take that one lens and you read all of the book, well, that view makes sense then. Yeah. But that's not the most appropriate way. And so um, so a lot of the study of this letter from Patmos is honestly even going to be a study in hermeneutics, mm-hmm. which you know that word. There mm-hmm. you go. So Biblical it, hermeneutics. Biblical I took a her- class called hermeneutics. Oh, there you go. See, I, I, I didn't know what that word meant when I saw it on my transcript of classes I have to take. I was like, what? Hold on, can we just send the tension to this for one second? Yeah. I knew something (laughs) that you didn't know. No, I knew this like 10, I didn't know what this was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Look, I want to roll back the time and just sit in. in... No, I would have known hermeneutic before you know hermeneutic because I'm old compared to you. No, no, I'm saying like uh, not like exactly (laughs) time frame. I just mean like where you were at a time frame and then where I was at a time frame. Are you shocked that there was something in my life I didn't know? I came out just as dumb as every other human. <laughs> and and you know what? I still get people questioning. Go back and listen to the last 12 episodes of The Breakdown and find out who knows more, Pastor Nick or no, Pastor Drawn. It's, it's, not, easy... about that, but it's not about that. But anyway, so uh, uh, hermeneutic, the study of how to interpret the Bible. You know, there is going to be a part of that that we're going to have to know because no other book is like that yeah. as well. And so what me and you have talked, you know, just in the sense of graphics and we want to promote this well because I think there's so much misunderstanding about it. It's like we don't need to be scared. Yeah. That it actually should strengthen our faith. It shouldn't it shouldn't make us weaker in our faith. It should strengthen our faith. 
Um, and, and every revelation from God is always meant to give us understanding, not more mystery. Yeah. You know, so even though there is going to be parts that it's like, hey, this is going to be a little bit difficult to walk through. We we have to be OK with that. But we know as a whole, God is always a God that doesn't want to bring confusion. He wants to bring understanding and, and knowledge for us. And so and so even talking about graphics, talking about promo, talking about any of that, it's like I don't want this doom and gloom. Yeah hellfire brimstone the world's gonna blow up what's the mark of the beast you know like because again if we're studying revelation and all we think about is the mark of the beast the antichrist and and his uh i don't even want to use the word ministry but his campaign we're focusing on the wrong things it's always been about focusing on jesus you know now the, the beautiful part is this like we know that we can't do anything in our own strength or power and so even the defeat of evil, you know, that's going to have to be from Christ and Christ alone. The beautiful part is he gives us prophecy to understand that. Mm-hmm. So when people ask, I think one of the biggest questions in our faith that bring uh, so much struggle, why do bad things happen to good people mm-hmm. or why does evil exist? Yeah. And then you keep carrying that out as why doesn't God do anything about it? Okay. You really want a real answer? Let's talk about Let's what God is going to do with evil. And that's a hope to us. That those that do evil, those that those that of us that have experienced evil, like this is not God's plan for us to continue in the evil of the world. Yeah. Like he is going. So we're going to answer all those questions. And don't get mad if you don't like the answer. Yeah. And just because he hasn't yet. So a lot of people ask that. Well, why hasn't he yet? Just because he hasn't yet doesn't mean he won't. Yeah. Like there's a sense of progressive revelation. Like there's a time for that. So but it, we're going to answer that. And and that's the thing where it it. It shouldn't bring fear. It should bring hope and peace, and it defends the character of God. God cannot be a holy, righteous, just God and allow evil to continue on. Mm-hmm. So this shows God being exactly who he is, yeah. a holy, righteous, and just God. So that whenever all of this is going to take place and it is all said and done, no one on either side of the war of whatever you want to call this, nobody's going to be able to look at God and say, you are unjust Mm. both sides. And that's where you get, you know, uh, Philippians saying that every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The one saying it from, uh, from faith and the one saying it from defeat. That sounds like a cool book to me. So revelation study, I believe it's going to start the first week of May, first Sunday of May. So May 7th, we even did a whole extra resource for this that we are super excited about uh, trying to, again, bring as much understanding and resource to it so that we can walk again, not in chaos and misunderstanding, but understanding and knowledge. And so we we really have been working, I don't want to say overtime, but we just, we want to do well in shepherding our people. So we got those resources. We'll be back in May. I know it sounds like a long time off. It's like May. two weeks. I know. It's wow. Like May. And it's like, no, we'll be back in two. They won't even recognize <laughs> me. I'll be We come back. We look like bearded. Oh, yeah. <gasps> we should do that. We should get a makeup artist to come and make us look like 10 years older. Guys, we're back for season two. We look horrible. <laughs> we're starting the book of Re- oh. Revelation. Here we go. Yeah. Um, no, it'll be exciting. So we're gonna we're gonna take a hiatus and prepare well for that, and then come back mm-hmm. and do a lot of yeah. 
of deep dives. Because there's going to be a lot in there. And when we talk about, like, even the heart of what the breakdown was, was like, hey, if you could go 15, 20 more minutes, even though we're almost an hour and a half now. Uh, if we could go 15, 20 more minutes in the sermon, what do you wish you could have broke down that we didn't? There really is going to be a lot of that in the sermon that I wish I could but, you know, we can't be in Revelation for the next nine years because some people will be like, I think I think the rapture is going to happen before Nick. Is <laughs> we have to finish this. Revelation yeah. before the rapture yeah. happens, because, again, where the we a few, the few of us would love that the goal of Sunday morning discipleship from the pulpit is is the encouragement, the exhortation to the body. And is this fruitful and effective for the whole, yep. not just for the few of us Bible geeks that want to geek out and wonder, okay, what's the all mill, pre mill, post mill? Yep. What's the post toasties? The no, mm, that's post toasties. Yeah, Cheerios. Um, you know, what are all those different views and how do they view this and that? It's like, those are great questions to have, but I don't want to have a conversation that five people can understand in front of. 300 and they're all going to fall asleep and exactly and i think that's that's the fun exciting part is 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 we've prepared this saying hey sunday morning is still going to remain sunday morning Mm -hmm. but trying to pair resources including you know physical things digital things the breakdown where if 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 you're wanting that next step or you're Mm -hmm. wanting something more we're we're providing it in the best way that we can but providing those things and so so when we start season two that's what we're going to do so i'm just going to come in hit record well, I'm not even going to hook my mic up. I'm just going to come in. I may not even be on the screen. Like He's going to say, hey, welcome, welcome to the breakdown. That's exactly. I'm just going to produce ahead and take it. it over, and, yeah, yeah, no, no I'm, I'm honestly, I'm nervously excited. And what will be good, because I didn't know that, what will be good is we will bring two separate perspectives. Um, I've been at a church where we've preached through Revelation. I've, I've studied it a little bit, uh, we'll say. And then for you to say, like, I've never really had a whole lot of exposure. Like, this is going to be good because this is, we're not talking about like a lost person that doesn't even know what we're talking about. Like, like you said, I've been to Bible college and da, 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 a handful of times, like to walk through this, yeah. to see that real, uh, in real time, like I did not know that. Or I always thought this meant, or whatever it could be. We don't know what that is, but I'm going to find out how little John knows in whatever. season two. <laughs> Okay, just okay. We got five minutes to clarify. <laughs> Knowledge does not save you. No, I'm very aware okay. of that. How many pastors, sadly, have fallen away even though they have great biblical knowledge? And so I saw this recently. This oh was good. This was so good. Um, Bible study gives you knowledge about God. Ready? Okay. <laughs> but obedience gives you knowledge of God. Yes. Oh. That is, is that that's, not good? That's really good. You, we need Bible study. We need this knowledge about God, but obedience yeah. is what gives us knowledge of God. And so, so where at times we Bible study and we get that knowledge about God, it never replaces the need yeah. for obedience and that knowledge of God working in and through your life. Yep. That's welcome to the letter of Patmos. It's going to be awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I'm excited. It'll be great. So be looking for that. Um, be, I, think, I think somebody applauded when they heard that. They were like, he's going to study oh, Revelation. I'm and- surprised you get a stain <laughs> ovation from you know, somebody. Just be like, it's four about people, time. Four people. Yeah. yeah. About time. I've only <laughs> been here like just over two years. About time, Pastor. Six, 66 other books. Oh, and, man. You know. No, it'll be, it'll be exciting. So we're going to take a little hiatus. It, it's only, you know, two weeks, three weeks. It, you know, it won't be long. But we're going to yeah. come back with a vengeance. We're going to come back with, <laughs> with season two. Vengeance. It'll be a, it'll truly be a deep dive. As, as the breakdown has more 
morphed and grown as we've done this. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's it's been fun for us to do, but it's mm-hmm. it's been so well received and, and yeah. not in a pat on our backs, but no, like thank you for listening you. or watching. It's it's fun to walk in and go, Hey, we have to do this because there's people expecting yeah. or excited about what's gonna be so good seen or heard on the other end. And so so there you go. There it you is. listen to the whole thing. You got the first, the first hand knowledge. <laughs> you can either tell others or not tell others. But um, we're gonna we're gonna go do other things for today, <laughs> and then get ready. We'll be back uh, here in a couple weeks for the breakdown season two. We'll make sure and let you guys know ahead of time as Absolutely. we jump into the book of Revelation. We'll start with a good deep dive here on the breakdown. So uh, if you want to do us a huge favor, if you're not subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform, go ahead and do that. So, you know, each and every time we upload a brand new podcast, or if you're a visual person like me and you like watching the podcast, uh, we're two good looking dudes. Um, we think that at least, and my our wife, wives my probably wife thinks half of us are, good I started to say, I, I don't know. It depends <laughs> on the day if my wife would agree to that, but, uh, <laughs> if you want to watch us on YouTube, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's a, we try to keep the, the breakdown playlist updated. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, what's new and what's coming up, but, uh, that's it for today. We're going to wrap it up. We'll see you guys here in a couple weeks for season two of the breakdown. Thanks so much for an awesome season one. We're going to come back bigger and better than ever. I mean, like literally bigger. I'm gonna. It's gonna be <laughs> like putting on the weight. That's exactly. I'm gonna eat eat my my heart out. And so we'll be back in a couple of weeks for season two of the breakdown. Thanks so much for an awesome season one. But we'll see you guys later.